0: Welcome to Democracy-ish, I'm Danielle Moody.
1: And I'm Mujahid Ali.
0: And Waj, I am turning it to you as we are doing our second show covering the historic strikes that have taken over Hollywood to introduce our fantastic guest today.
1: Well, today's guest basically allows me and our producer, Q, to flex our nerd cred uh, and elevate uh, in the geek ascendancy. Uh, we have with us, ladies and gentlemen, folks, we have Sean Gunn the versatile character actor, best known and beloved for his roles as Kirk Gleason on the hit WB series, Gilmore Girls. And of course, as Kraglin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And spoiler alert, Kraglin has finally earned his stripes and is an official member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Danielle just nodding her head, pretending to know what I'm talking about, but it's a big deal, Danielle. just trust me. Uh, but Sean is here for uh, a very important discussion on what we're witnessing again, in Hollywood, but as it relates across America, for the first time in about 40 years, workers are flexing. And workers are saying enough is enough. And workers are saying, you know what? We've been productive as hell. And productivity has gone up, but where the F are my profits? Oh, they've gone all the way to the top. And maybe, just maybe, I should have, wait for it, a living wage. (laughs) And for the first time in 60 years, folks, Writers and actors in Hollywood, uh, the two unions, uh, Writers Guild of America and SAG, are striking at the same time, pretty much grinding Hollywood uh, to a halt. And you'd think that the studios would do the right thing. But as we're talking, studios ain't budging. And instead, they're flirting with AI, and they're getting bonuses. And folks like Sean are out in the streets picketing and, and raising hell. So Sean... For those of us who don't know the Hollywood industry, for those of us who have the image of the actor as walking down the red carpet with a beautiful model, getting seven figures, tell us about just the reality of the life of a working actor. How much do you all make? Why are you all on the streets?
2: Right. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on. This is really cool. I'm a fan of your work, and, uh, and I, I appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Um, I've been a member of SAG for, I think, 26 years, right? So, um, so I started working professionally in 1997 and, uh, and I've worked pretty steadily, but, uh, you're right. We are not all millionaires. Um, I'm not a millionaire, even though, um, if you, uh, if you look me up on uh, celebrity net worth, somehow I seem to be worth 5 million. I don't know where that comes from, <laughs> but I see, it's funny. I see that all the time with actors will say something. And then some troll online says you're worth $10 million. I'm like, dude, the, the internet does not know exactly, but believe it or not, the internet isn't right about everything. Um, but, Shocking. Uh, you know, um, I, uh, uh, so yeah, I've had a lot of lean years. Um, I've had some successes in my career, um, some things that I've gotten uh, paid pretty well for, but also that that comes, um, you know, uh, 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 sometimes there'll be long periods of drought mm. right after that. So we get paid um, intermittently. Um, we get paid in a way that is not um, uh, is, is not always predictable. So even when things are going well, it can be tricky to um, to, to get sort of the regular. Loans that most people are able to get a little easier for houses and cars and things like that. Even even when you're working, it's harder. Some of those things can be harder. Um, But the 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 reason that we're striking right now is that the industry changed in the last decade or so Mm -hmm. with the advent of streaming. It changed a lot, and it used to be that actors were able to participate in the profits. Um, pretty directly when you when you had a, a show that uh, that would b- become syndicated or find some kind of second life we would we would share in those profits. Well now um, you know the streamers came along and they have a different model where they pay like a very small licensing fee to the production company and then they are um, completely secretive about their numbers. Uh, we, we, we don't know how many how often, Things are viewed, and uh, and we don't get to participate in any sort of um, in 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 the profits that they make from any of these individual shows. Um, and and they also find ways to. Lo- I mean, we can get into this, but they find ways to lowball, uh, to, just to lowball labor at every turn. I mean, it's really like that. I think in every industry now. But
1: can but you give us like, an example, if you don't mind?
2: Yeah, like. Um, uh, Sure. Um, the uh, the writers, for example, when 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 uh, uh, a writer might pitch a show on that Netflix buys and, um, and and they'll say, OK, well, I need, you know, four staff writers to, to help to help make this show happen. Um, Netflix will say, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Instead, what we're going to do is you're going to you're going um, to I, I don't know. I'm not a writer, but I have three of my brothers are, are members of the writers guild and are professional writers. Um, so I, I, and also I've been an industry professional, so I know a little of how it works, but basically they'll say like, you're, you're going to, we're going to, um, you're going to hire writers on a, on a, um, for like a one-time fee where mm. you pay them, where you do the, you do the work your, yourself, you do, you write all the outlines yourself and then you pay individual writers to do punch-ups rather than have a writer's room and you just have to accept that or your show's not going to be on the air and it's a way for and then and then those writers who um who've seen their wages go way down they are more desperate for work and they uh they take these jobs that are one-time jobs and they and and the 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 quality of the product suffers um the uh the everybody gets paid less and it's also that. so that the streamers can just maximize their revenue, partially because they're giving away some a lot of the content for free. Um, you, you know, they uh, you do pay a subscription to a streamer, but if you watch something a uh, hundred times, you you don't they they don't see any more profit for something like that. Um, but uh, but but in in every in every case, they just. Um, they they just pay less. The job jobs just pay less than they used to um, for for actors and writers and uh, and there's there's just a whole lot of there's a whole lot of shady stuff going on.
0: You um, know, uh, yeah. What what I think is interesting because this is something that actually funny enough was happening when I had another show uh, at SiriusXM and SiriusXM does not release their numbers their subscribers as a way to have hosts not ask for more money. Because mm. if you know exactly how your show is doing, right, and you know yes. that you're doubling, tripling your numbers or because of your show there's more subscribers, then guess what you have? You have the ability to negotiate. You have leverage, right? Exactly. And, that, and so I, 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 as I'm listening to you, I'm recognizing, oh, this new quote-unquote model, right, is a shell game. It is a it is a shell game that they are paying mm-hmm. where we're, they're like, we don't make anything, we don't produce anything, which is how streaming started. We're just going to take a piece of what television has already been doing and we're going to put it in a better package for folks who are on the go, on their phones all the time and have give them the ability to have like on-demand access. And then they create these shows right? With like these very small terms for writers, because they're like, oh, well, it's not the same. We don't have the same production budget, blah, blah. Um, and then they're able to give the shareholders and the CEOs the ballooned profits while having people believe that there isn't the type of... So they're, they're both playing the fact that they're crying poor, right <laughs> we're we're we don't have any money and we're not profitable on one hand because this is the game netflix played for the longest time exactly but then, but then on the other side like oh we are making re- you know breaking revenue and breaking these things and and what have you and it was the story from me about orange is the new black that came out oh, yeah. i think mm-hmm. it was in i don't i think maybe it was in vanity fair i'm not sure or the hollywood reporter but that story blew my mind this right. is a this was a Multi award winning show. And so I guess my question And a for huge you,
1: hit. And a huge hit. And a huge, and a and a huge, huge hit. And it got the, like, some of the biggest a hits hu- and views.
0: A huge hit. My question for you, Sean, just like breaking it down for the audience, what is the narrative shift? that needs to happen with mm. consumers to yeah. understand that every actor is not walking the red carpet is not living in the is not living in the mansion and that we really are talking about workers because i think that consumers believe that the royalty residual model that made the friends cast multimillionaires is still happening. They're like, oh, well, look, now their show is on Netflix and it's streaming from, you know, season one to season 165 and they're seeing all that money. That's not the case, but the consumer doesn't know that.
2: Right. And, and I want to, uh, you know, be- be- before I get to that question, I want to sort of, um, respond to some of the things you're saying there, because you're exactly right. Like the, the, the idea is that they, by being Um, by not being transparent with their numbers, they're able to, uh, take away any leverage that, uh, that we may have to negotiate. And it's particularly, it's, it's particularly, you know, salient to someone like me who was on the show Gilmore Girls, which you announced as a, a hit show. It was a modest hit when it was first on, it was on the WB and then the CW. Um, and, uh, and it was, um, you know, it did, it did okay. It did well enough for that network to stay on for a while, but it didn't become a massive hit until it was on Netflix later. And, and so once it was on, and so we know, we don't know what the numbers are, but we know, I mean, I almost know anecdotally from how, from how I got started getting recognized every single place I went after Gilmore girls was on Netflix. We, but we Mm. know it was a huge, huge hit. One of their biggest Uh, One of the biggest they had on the network, one of their most streamed shows. And um, and they hit the jackpot because they they paid this very small um, uh, uh, licensing fee to Warner Brothers that um, that I do get residuals from. But it's 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 very small. It's not like it used. It's not like it would be if it had been on on cable or on on some other um, network. It was uh, its miniature, even though the show was a massive hit. And they, uh, and, and so we don't, we don't see any of that. And then there's other shows. I have friends who were on, um, were on The Office, right? The Office is like the most memed show. It's probably, y- you might be able to make an argument that The Office is the most watched show in the history of television based mm-hmm. on, um, based on all of where, how popular yeah. it globally and how popular it's been on streaming. So what, what they did was they had this this massive hit on netflix um nbc universal saw what a huge hit that is and so they said we're not going to renew our our deal with netflix this is too much of a of a gold mine um but what we're going to do is we're going to use it to launch our own streaming network peacock and we're also not going to pay anything to the actors so it's 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 how everyone then in the at the top of the industry nobody ever stops and says oh you know the the actors and writers are getting screwed over here. We need to share the profits with them. It's no, no, no. Look, we found a new way to screw over the actors and writers. <laughs> Let's all jump in on that on the bandwagon so that we can all so that we all get to do it too. Um, and, and, and you know, to go Danielle to your question about how do you change that narrative? Um, gosh, I I honestly wish I knew the answer to that question. I mean, I I really appreciate the voices of actors who are out there who. Um, you know, I saw something on, on Instagram by this, uh, this actor, Luke Cook, who's a, who's a fine actor and has a recognizable face. He was on billboards and stuff. And he shared exactly how much money he made and, and set, and, and you were able to see, oh gosh, these guys aren't rich, you know? Um, and everywhere I see people say, this is millionaires against billionaires. It's like, no, it isn't millionaires versus billionaires. This Mm. is a lot of the writers and actors. Um, it's also stunt people. It's 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 mm. people who do stand-in work. It's people who do uh, background work, who um, who are struggling to make their rent, you know, and to, and to make uh, car payments and, and pay their bills and mortgage payments and things like that. And um, I, I don't I don't know how you get that word out there. I know that I feel like labor needs to protect each other on every level. Yeah, it's a reminder to me. To be, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a, I've always been a big supporter of of labor, anyway. But it's a reminder to me to pay pay close attention to unions, um, in every in every field that there is. Yeah, you, know? you
1: know, I want I want to mention how people are getting screwed over. You know, Daniel mentioned Orange is the New Black. One of the actors of Orange is the New Black shared just a couple of days ago uh, that her residuals were 14 cents. Ed <laughs> yeah. Solomon. Ed Solomon, and this is before the streaming, the writer of Men in Black and you know Bill and Ted, about once a year, always shows on Twitter the, the residual check or lack thereof he gets because the studio claims that they lost money on Men in Black, one of the <laughs> most popular movies of all time, right? Yeah. As we're talking today, Netflix just came out and said they have a record number of profits, a record number of growth, and Netflix, uh, among other folks, are saying ah oh, but you know this is this is not too realistic that those were the words of Bob Iger uh right. the head of D- Disney who makes about 27 million dollars a year whose contract got renewed till 2026 uh and he was quoted uh in this resort in this retreat with millionaires it's and billionaires billionaire,
0: it's called billionaire camp <laughs> I'm not let's man, just, I'm say, let's stuff, just like, say what the, like, what he was at billionaire camp
1: when he, he did stuff. an
0: interview on how workers (laughs) requesting a living wage is unrealistic. If that doesn't sound like a fucking Scooby-Doo-like episode, I don't know what it does. But
1: this is like, this is your quote. Uh, I think when Bob Iger talks about what a shame it is, he needs to remember that in the 80s, CEOs like him made 30 times what their lowest worker was making. Now Bob Iger makes 400 times what his lowest worker is making. And I think that's a fucking shame, Bob. And you said that staring yeah. at the TV screen. And I was sitting there. I'm like, wait a second, Sean. I wanted to intervene. I'm like, Sean, Sean, Sean. Marvel is owned by Disney. You're <laughs> crackling. I worry about your future, sir. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, your response to the people like Bob Iger, who honestly are are your employers, who, who you know, have, are, right. are in a way, literally you're part of this Marvel universe that's cranking out money. But this dude... Is cranking out record profits for himself and his buddies, who are at right. a billionaire ranch while you all are striking. And
2: and the, you know, part of the thing that's a shame is that Bob Iger, and you know, I guess to, to him and to his shareholders, he earns his money because he his job is to squeeze every last dime out of the people that work for him. And when I went and, and another thing I went on and said in that quote is that. Um, you know, this is also an ethical problem. It's a moral problem. Like it's not, you You can't just have this system where, uh, where like, no, I've never heard anyone ask Bob Iger the question, um, you know, the fact that you make 400 times the, mm. the worker when, when it used to be 30 times, you know, 45 years ago. Why, is that okay? Is that good? Is it good for our country? Is it good for the people who work for you? And and when he talks about it's a shame, it's not a shame for him. No, nope. he means it's, it's a shame for you. You know, it's a shame for the people whose uh whose who, whose labor he's using that are just going into profits. And I would love to know if making movies, if 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 Disney stopped making movies, and that and that made the the share price of Disney go up. I doubt it would, but let's just say. Say it. Would Bob Iger then say, "All right, Disney's not in the movie making business anymore"? You know, is it because I think he would.
1: I think I honestly I think, he would, I think he would.
2: And 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 I I think that that's where particularly when you're trying to create art and you're trying to and that's not all we do. I believe that art should make a profit. I believe it's important to be able to sell what you make. You know, I don't think it should. You know, I, I do think that there's an important element where where y- you ha- have to be profitable in some sense. But when it's only profits, when it's only as much profit as possible, um, then we're in, we're in real trouble. It's like, what what are we, what are we doing? Why are we even, why are we even all endeavoring to, 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 to go through this and try to try to make something good and try to make, make movies. I mean, the whole purpose of Disney is to, is to, is to make people happy, right? It's to, Mm. it's to help bring something joyful into people's lives. And for the CEO of that company to to, to to be like, no, this has to be about squeezing every dime we can out of labor to give it to the CEOs and give it to shareholders. It's fucked, honestly.
0: It's it It's really, you know, I think that where we are, and I really hope that this isn't just going to be a flash in the pan. And, and my question, you know, first for you, Sean, is like, how far are y'all willing to go? Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they got, you know, they could sell three homes and still be good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's 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 this idea that we have such an outsized group of billionaires that control the 99 percent being able to access just the bare necessities, which is keeping a fucking roof over your head, right? Like being right. able to afford your rent, right? Let alone being able to afford a mortgage. And so when you know that their ruthlessness, that's what this is, knows no bounds mm. and that they have the wealth to be able to wait people out to wait people into desperation until
1: they lose their homes until
0: like they said, until, until they lose their homes. I mean, they're willing to cut branches down so y'all don't Mm. get shade in the, in, you know, on the picket line, how far do you see this strike, this movement, this workers movement going when you know that their cruelty knows no bounds?
2: I know that it's, I know that it's going to last long enough for it to really, really hurt. And it's it's already lasted long enough to hurt. Um, I know uh, you know the the quote you're talking about, where we're going to let people let people lose their apartments and, and, yep. and lose their homes. And uh, there's a whole lot at stake in this in in this particular fight. This is not just about little. This this will be one way or another. It'll be a shift in the entertainment industry. Personally, I think that we. Um, at some point we need to really solicit the help of, um, all of the people out there who, who are not, you know, intimate with Hollywood, who, who, who's just, uh, you know, regular folks who consume, uh, our products, uh, yeah. c- constantly. And I think we're going to have to ask for their help at some point. You know, SAG has been very, uh, very adamant, um, about, about not calling for any boycotts. Um, and, uh, and I don't, I'm, I'm a, I stand strong with my union, but at some point i I, I think we, I, I'll be surprised mm. if it isn't mm. necessary at some point to say, Hey, we just got to cancel our Netflix subscriptions. You know, mm. we gotta, like, we, we, we gotta start, we gotta start saying no to some of this, to some of this content and, uh, and to let them feel it as well, because that, because there has to be some kind of way to fight back. I mean, I uh, there's I think there's a little bit of hope that when the fall TV season comes around and kids go back to school and there's no new content on that um that people will start to you know that they'll start to feel it a little bit then. Um you know, when the major networks start to lose ad revenue, uh th- that'll you know, they'll start to feel it um a little bit then, but at some point we're going to need the help of the public. Um I think we're going to need the this is a separate topic, but but AI is a whole massive can of worms that I...
1: But I was going to ask you about that, Sean, because yeah. you know I'm I'm the cynic here where I think they'll screw you over if they can. And yeah. AI is the way they're going to screw you over. We'll talk about that story in a second. But I just want to let people know that as they're lamenting uh, about loss of profit and loss of money, we're right now recording this uh, the week that Barbenheimer came out. And made r- like record box office and two particular IPs created by original auteurs, Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan. Even though Barbie is an IP, it's still seen as like an independent movie, not a sequel, right? Sure. And it shows that people want original content literally done by creative, intelligent people. And if you create it, you will get a worldwide, worldwide global cultural phenomenon like, like we haven't seen in a long ass time. Uh, as this is happening, mentioning AI, we also got the report that studios are flirting with the idea that they will pay you for one day's worth of work, Sean. They will capture your likeness and then use it in perpetuity in any way you like. Literally, this was in the sixth season of Black Mirror in the episode called Jonah's Awful. And two weeks after I saw that episode, this new story dropped. Uh, Reconciling that, where you have this mindset of companies saying who cares about original content who cares about the workers we have ai we'll pay them whatever and then you have the juxtaposition of oh shit people love original content done by artists do you think this moment that we're witnessing right now gives you leverage as a creator to say listen mother effers you just saw people come out in droves pay us or do you think they're going to find a way to just use that against you
2: I, well, I, I, I never underestimate the the power to find some stupid way to, to use it against us. You know, the uh, uh, I've heard people in the industry, um, on, you know, argue both sides. Like, for example, when they when they say, oh, let's call for a boycott, it's like, no, no, no. Then they're going to say, look, see, we're suffering. We can't pay you anymore. Or if we, you know, it's like I, I always think they're going to try to find some sort of way to use it against us. I want to say th- th- this about AI. It's not even just—it's not even just that they want to pay you one time for your likeness in perpetuity. If if they were to, if if uh, if Netflix were to use AI to create a reboot of Gilmore Girls and use my likeness and all the other likenesses mm-hmm, of the actors mm-hmm. to create to create new episodes with our faces, currently right now that would not technically be illegal, probably. You know, and, and I have mm. no doubt the, the quality is not there yet, but we know how how the speed of technology works. And uh, and so I do think when it comes to that, we'll need a little bit of assistance, I think, from from the uh, from lawmakers uh, at some point to say, wait a minute, this is a type of identity theft. You cannot. Correct. Take I was someone's face, you know, in the same way that you can't take someone's bank account. You can't take their face and just and just use it to create new content. Um, but to the other point about the movies doing well, yeah, you're right. They, they need us. I mean, they need us, they need writers, they need actors for, for the content to be good. There's a part of me that hopes that, that hopes that maybe there can be a renaissance in independent, you know, cinema and television shows and, and, you know, creators just distributing stuff, um, on their own. You know, I, I feel like if we could, if we could flood the zone with alternative content to the big studios, you know, that would be a good way to kind of like take up, you know, to start hacking away at, at their monopoly on everything. But I don't know. That's a whole huge mess as well, you know.
0: You know, but the but the point that you're making, I think, is, is one that we need. And uh, this current administration, the Biden administration, is also trying to grapple with, which is one, wrapping our minds around AI right mm. and it's a, and its right. ability to replace entire industries maybe not in this iteration but to your point about technological advancements and how rapid they are um it could be in the next 5 to 10 you know to 15 years <clears throat> if not sooner and so I, I you know taking somebody's likeness being able to use it to make money off of it right um this is going to be a new line of law that we have not seen Because Mm -hmm. we've never been in this place, but much in the same way that somebody can't take, you know, my identity, make a new driver's license in another state to open up a bank account to do X, Y and Z. It's the same thing. Right. Um, And I think that there is going to be, you know, we're up in a race against time frankly, right, for our laws and policies to catch up to technological advancements. And frankly, we're relying on fucking octanagerians <laughs> to make that happen, which I don't have a lot of fucking faith in. I, agree, um, I, I agree. I'll say that. This is a you safe know, it,
1: space for octanagerians. Some of our best friends <coughs> are octanagerians. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I, uh, uh,
2: yeah. And, you know, the same is true prescriptive content as well. You know, you can train an AI. You can take, um, you know, if the, the AI is sophisticated enough, it'll get to a place where you can you can feed it um two seasons of white lotus and try to kind of teach it how to how to write like mike white now i'm i'm oh, i think that's not going to be as as sophisticated and as brilliant as mike white is right now but you can you can create a knockoff in the same way that you can create a a knockoff of a of a you know of a gucci bag or of a you know so, of like some some fine piece of fashion you can create a knockoff and sell it for pennies you can create a, you can use AI to create a white lotus knockoff and uh, and sell it for pennies. Now, th- I think it's the same thing. You shouldn't be able to use Mike White's work to train that AI. That should be against the law. It'll be very hard to police, but it it's a it's a whole. It's a whole,
1: it's a shit show, man. <laughs> Sean, you know, as we're ending, uh, you, you also have uh, talented siblings in the entertainment industry. One of them is James Gunn, who uh, just took over Werner Brothers DC Studios, right? It's creating the new line of, of content. Uh, uh, have you all talked to him about this? Like, what what's the position of folks like him who who are stuck kind of between like yeah. both worlds as creators and also now as execs?
2: Well, all I can tell you about my brother is that he um you know he is as uh eager for the strike to end and as sort of despondent over the state of things as anyone else i know in the industry but you're right he does he he is a little bit of a fence sitter because he is technically a studio head um but he's also a writer and a director um and and a a champion of a fair wage Mm -hmm. uh for everyone so i think that for the most part he 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 probably has to sit it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, I, I and I I also don't want to speak for him. Other than please. Yeah. Of course. He he supports he supports workers. But it is it is a tricky it is a tricky position uh, to kind of be in. But but everybody agrees that if we don't get a fair deal for everyone, the whole industry is gonna. I, everyone keeps saying the industry is gonna collapse, but no one says what that looks like. What does it mean that the industry has collapsed? I mean, we're not going to have television and movies anymore. There's no way that's going to happen. Or does it mean that we just that you don't get paid? But we kind of the music industry kind of fell apart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and uh, and so it'll just be some kind of new new system. I really don't know.
1: You know, as this is ending, Sean, uh, just to answer that question because I've thought about this. Right, as a consumer of pop culture, as a person who came in as a writer, as a playwright, as a person who. <laughs> Back in the day, I had an HBO deal, a failed pilot, as we all do. You know, I, I love uh, culture, creating culture, right? But it reminds me of this quote from Public Enemy, Chuck D, Burn Hollywood, Burn. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if an industry makes this much money off of the backs of unpaid workers and is unwilling during record-breaking profits to pay those workers, then burn that industry to the ground and create something
0: new. Amen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. And maybe
1: it's the privilege of me saying that because you're a working actor, mm-hmm. right? But I'm just like, it's just, because what's the end game? Like you're a talented guy and you're working for literally yeah. not even crumbs. At least Mary Antoinette said, give them cake. They're not even giving you crumbs. I
0: mean, the, re- the reality is that <clears throat> the way that these industries work is a construct of somebody's imagination and mind that we all bought into, which means that you can tap out from it and recreate <laughs> something else. And so I think that it's up to all of us to recognize both as consumers and creators to think about, you know, when they say that something is going to collapse, something new always comes in its place, but it's up to us to decide what is it that is going to come in in its place? You know, every empire falls as we are witnessing, right? By both watching Hollywood, but watching our democracy at the same time, It, it, you know, but it doesn't just fall and then there's nothing right. There always is something there's a next iteration. But I think that how people, how determined um, you all are in your efforts and how much the people, the consumers back you is going to determine what this new iteration can be. But there is always going to be something that is new. It's whether or not it's better um, is going to be the question.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think that at some point you just got to say, we're not, we we can't do this anymore. The system is not is not working for us anymore. You know, I was really struck by the other day I heard Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix said, "Hey, I'm a union guy. You know, my my <laughs> my, my dad was a my dad was it was a union electrician and I don't know who wants to break the bad news to Ted, but Ted, you're not a union guy anymore. Sometime <laughs> in between when you were a kid and you were worried about your dad's job and now when you were getting 40 million dollars a year on the backs of 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 people who work for unions by not paying them fairly and not being transparent with how you're making your money, you stopped being a union guy. And we need to say it's not okay to act like that. It's not okay to be to 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 run a company like that. And we want those people out. You know, it's 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 almost like another another version of uh of I I don't know, I just feel like the when like the younger generation comes in, we need to have some sort of ethical relationship to how we run mm-hmm. corporations. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people get scared when they hear that because they think, oh, you're you're a socialist. You want the government to do it. I don't want the government to do it. I want the free market to do it. And I want them to I want them to do it by saying, we we're not gonna buy products from people who treat their yep. workers like assholes, you know, for people who treat their workers like their fuel for their own salaries. Come on. Rather than treating them like human beings, we're not going to buy their products. We're going to buy, buy from people who are equitable and fair and who share and share equitably with everybody who works for the company.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody.
1: And I'm Ali, an honorary member of the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sean, for your time. We appreciate you. And we will be back next week, dear friends, if in fact we have a country left. Inshallah.